Open your eyes. Wake up, Link. I'm Luke Summerhays. I'm James J. Miles. I'm James the Jaster Stewart. And you're listening to Hyrule Film. And Jas, what did we do last week? Well, last week we were on the road to Gerudo. Mm, and Jay, what are we going to do this week? Well, this week uh, we're going to hopefully reach Gerudo Town. Um, but we'll probably end up doing a little bit of exploring along the way. In fact, we'll almost definitely do some exploring along the way. <laughs> yes. Oh, we have to. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Otherwise, this whole podcast would be a bit... Not, not much of a field report <laughs> if you're not exploring the field. You know? Yeah. But also, you know, you can't just stroll up to Gerudo Town right now. Uh, true. Yes. Yes, more on that later. Mm. Well, yeah, we've just passed through Gerudo Canyon. Yeah, um, last time we finished up uh, pretty much right next to the, well, the stable. What used to be the the Gerudo Canyon stable. Well, still is the Gerudo Canyon stable, but is in a bit of sorry state of affairs, as we'll soon come to see. Yeah, should we uh, quickly touch on... Did we talk about the obligatory fast travel shrine last time? I don't think we did. Hmm. Turakamic Shrine. Turakamic Dinosaur Hunter. Hidden Meta. Yes. <laughs> uh, they randomly one... like delay it or something? Yes, yeah, it's, it's been weird. Like the Turok 3 remaster. It's like delayed, but then Nintendo of Europe and Australia like released it anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's been released on Switch, but it's got full of bugs. And probably won't get past <laughs> until December. Which is wait until I get it. But back to the shrine, shall we? Yeah. <laughs> Hidden yeah. Metal. This one um, has big how everybody did those puzzles in Breath of the Wild energy. <laughs> you know the ones. <laughs> yeah, except you've actually got tools and you're not just using your own weapons to spread electricity. That's it, yeah. They give you the big uh, ball and chain instead of these puzzles, right? Instead of <laughs> Link's pile of swords he pulls out his pockets. <laughs> but I yeah, find this last time bit... you... we had Magnesis, which we could move only metal. Yes. So there are quite a few puzzles like this, whereas obviously now we can move theoretically anything. Thanks, Ultra Hand. <laughs> Although the difference was with the Magnesis, if something was on top of it, you could still lift it. Uh, Ultra Hand is like yes. it's like physically weak. 
conceptually strong. <laughs> there is nothing conceptually better than rock and roll. <laughs> that, that, was, um, broken, that was written about the, the door though, like, of a could, pub like, that me and... Lift like a block with ultra hand while you're standing on it, you'd just be able to fly anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, oh, yeah I understand why they've done that. Because that was a thing in Breath of the Wild, right? You would, um... That was how you would make basically the trains run in mm-hmm. um, the Goron area was you could get on one train and then push it with the one behind it mm-hmm. and move yourself basically indefinitely that way. But that's yeah, not the case here. <laughs> just a bit of a ultra hand puzzling, connecting up electrical circuits watching them activate different contraptions that's the that's the cliff notes version of this this shrine there's neat puzzles in there yeah i also like that it's doesn't come up that often in breath tears of the kingdom that's it yeah i think had this been a breath of the wild shrine especially after you'd done maybe the uh, Vanaboros, Divine Beast, you'd be like, oh, this again? Really? <laughs> but it's uh, it's, a, it's a nice novelty in Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. And then, yeah, so we got the Gerudo Canyon... Well, Gerudo... Canyon Stable, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I was, I was checking if it was called Gerudo Canyon Stable or Gerudo Desert indeed. Stable. Yes, it Gerudo Canyon indeed. Stable. So in Breath of the Wild, this would be the point you had to get off your horse. Whereas here in Tears of the Kingdom, the lady makes you get off it basically as soon as you get into Gerudo Canyon. Uh, no, you're like you can ride your horse through the canyon. You can, but there is a woman who tells you not to. Mm-hmm. And that's <laughs> uh, as soon as you get off the idiot, bridge. Which is why I spent ages like walking through the canyon. <laughs> I had a nice horse ride. Diving in the caves, of, like, nice. shade, so I don't like getting burnt to a crisp. Mm. Building little trucks. It was fun. But yeah, in, uh, in Breath of the Wild, this this uh, stable was obviously very well used because it was the last sort of point of refuge before people start braving the Gerudo Desert itself. Um mm-hmm you know, traps in. I mean, in, in my mind, the distance between the Gerudo Desert Stable and the sorry, Gerudo Canyon Stable, I'm making that mistake myself, the Gerudo Canyon Stable, and then the next sort of point of interest, which would be the Karakara Bazaar. In my mind, whilst that's not a long distance really in-game, like, in, I'd imagine in the world of Zelda, like, the distance is probably truncated for us as a player, but it's probably a, yeah. a decent trek for the people of Hylia. And the, the first time playing, it did feel quite far. When you didn't know where you were going and the desert was... I mean, I'm talking back in Breath of the Wild, right? True, because, really, yeah, I mean, you would have the um, the heat effect as well being brand new to you. And... Yeah, and maybe you didn't see the sand seal straight away, so you're sort of mm-hmm. trudging. That's it. But, but alas, yeah. the... Uh, Oh yes, sorry. The whole the point stable. of me making that point, yeah. Last point of refuge. The the canyon's stable has seen better days because, for reasons that will soon become apparent, uh, people aren't making the trip to Gerudo Town. 
really at yeah. all. Yeah. So the canyon is basically completely full of boxes. Like, uh, yes. Like a house you've moved into, but like a divorced dad's house that he's moved into, but is not <laughs> willing to admit he's staying there yet. <laughs> yeah. So that's like a quick question you can do as soon as you kind of arrive there. It's all cluttered up and uh, piaf the the the. I suppose erstwhile owner runner of this uh, stable, um, he's kind of cleaning up, but you can you can break all all the boxes and you'll thank me for getting rid of all of the junk in. Even though you can't get the pony point rewards for normal activities here because it's closed, he'll give you one anyway. So yeah, so you can at least get the one for collecting a free stable. I mean, and it's well-known Link's favourite activity is to go into someone's house and smash up all their stuff, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, distinct lack of pot, pots, but boxes will do. Yep, in a pinch. Any port in a storm. Um, Pen's also here. And he's got a little quest for us to do as part of the Lucky Clover Gazette, the sightings of Princess Zelda, potential princess sightings adventure. Um, so, obviously, when he, when he turns up there, it's partly because of the events that's been going on in the Gerudo Desert that's caused the canyon to fall, the canyon stable to fall into disarray. But it's also because the well has been, um, pardon me, temporarily blocked up by Zelda um for a long long time and um this has been resulting in uh you know a shortage of water which is i'd imagine for a, a place like the gerudo canyon pretty important for travelers and not yeah, having any, that with... any place you live you're gonna want a well but particularly in the desert yes that's it that's it um and they People can't really got shot understand. for their wells in Lawrence of Arabia. <laughs> the uh, so yeah, like the, the, they don't know the reason why she's made the well off limits, and it you know depending on how many you've done so far of these potential princess sightings, you might already be thinking, oh, what's the Yiga clan been up to again, or so on. Um, oh yeah, the fake Zelda was doing it just so people wouldn't have water. That's it. Um, and Penn wants you to go down to the well to see what's going on. He can't do it himself because his wings are too big to fit. That's his reasoning. <laughs> so, I'm not buying that. That's a cool uh, reason. Yeah, he can tuck his wings in. I don't in. know, he's a big lad. Yeah, he is a big guy. But I mean, I can that... believe that a bird Does he really need to fly like, like underground? <laughs> I'm pretty sure bird, the bird people in this universe like can climb ladders, right? Well, I guess it needs to have I mean, like, full wings, wings to fly really... down. Yeah. You wouldn't climb a ladder. I think it'd be an affront to climb a ladder. <laughs> Look at what they have to do to get big. even just a fraction of our power. I understood the reference. Cute. Oh yeah, but once you get down into this well, it is full of monsters. Yes! Um, and after you clear out the well, you'll go tell Pen and... He thinks, yep, obviously Zelda didn't want anyone to use the well because of the den of monsters, and she must have, you know, not wanted people to panic. Um, which, uh, 
fair enough. Probably one of the more tenuous, you know, Zelda stories in that they've got on going on here because I would imagine Zelda would at least maybe told somebody in charge like, look, this is what's going on. Well, she may have told them to close it and then very shortly after gone missing. Perhaps. If I wanted to be generous, you know. Could well Perhaps. be like an actual thing that was done by Zelda and it wasn't just a trick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Throwing like, yeah, like a I, I think this one is implied to have actually been Zelda. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would hear that. Because, yeah, um, one or two, of, like the uh, the underpants one, it was the real Zelda and they just misheard her, right? Mm. Uh, yes, that's it. Fake Zeldas. That's the one. Probably not quite 50-50. I think it's been slightly more fake Zeldas than real Zeldas. But yeah, there have been both. But uh, yeah, other than that, there's nothing really of interest here at the Gerudo Canyon. It's really only the proprietor of the stable that, that's here. Um, so there's not much else to do but head into the Gerudo Desert. Yeah, and the very first thing we can find, um, perhaps because there's not a traditional stable, is the uh, the sand seal. Yes. Um Old returning friends from Tears of the Kingdom. That's your rental shop. That's it. Yep. Yeah, sand seals are great. Yeah, good for Yeah, we can seal the deal here. And then we can start sealing the sites of the Gerudo Desert. (laughs) You enjoying this? No, because I thought I'd be able to come up with more and I really couldn't. It's too early in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd come up with maybe one or two more, I would have given you my seal of approval, but that's what it is. <laughs> nice. So, question on the sand seals for you is because by the time I turned up to Gerudo Desert, and I know you guys came here pretty early, both of you, but mm. maybe since you've, if you've been back to the desert since to do some exploring... I think they are significantly not as useful in Tears of the Kingdom than they were in Breath of the Wild mm-hmm. because I can just spawn myself a little like um sat, like a, a little sled with a fan on it yeah. and it's as good if not better. I think it's, I think it's definitely I find better. That's can I be use, quite like nine times out of ten once I've got a sled and a fan. Mhm. Like the sand seals can be quite unwieldy to control, whereas a, a sled with a steering stick and a fan, like you're 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 laughing, right? I didn't use the sand seals. I really enjoyed this. Here, but like... Yeah, but you. This was like your first region, right? The yeah. Gordo region. Yeah, yeah. So that makes sense. But by the time I got here, I'd already it was a dab hand auto build. I'd made a and made a wee contraption for me to traverse. But uh, sorry, what were you going to say, Luke? Uh, we are, like Jess, I was here as my second region, so mm-hmm. pretty early. I loved the Sand Seals in Breath of the Wild, and I'm glad they are back. But I can kind, I do see your point. But you two have said the same of horses. And I did actually use horses a lot in this game. Um, I, think, I think this has been sort of a recurring thing of this podcast. I didn't adapt to not just playing this as Breath of the Wild mm. as quickly as some players. 
Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I, I did use sand seals a bit. But yeah, I think also because I got used to making contraptions for traveling on the snow because there isn't really a sand seal equivalent on the snow. So it was, I did eventually start just using contraptions here as well. It's funny because like the same, Someone. the same item, the same like kind of Zonai device that you build, like a sled fan and a control stick works in the desert and works in the snow. Yeah, exactly. All I'm saying here is someone has not been following the mantras set by us, set to us by the Duchess of Downhill about how to traverse the snow. So oh, I have, but then I have to go uphill afterwards. <laughs> but that's part of the mantras. <laughs> There's no progress without struggle. <laughs> But uh, that's, as I said, that's the kind of first thing you'll see immediately in the desert. Um, and it can be pretty tempting to just barrel towards the first kind of point of interest that I alluded to earlier on, the Karakara Bazaar. But shall we uh, deviate from that path, from the main road, for a bit of uh, plumbing of the depths? Yes. So just to the um, north, basically, of the... Well, we went last time we went to the... Um, what do you call it? The tier up in the mountains to the north of the desert. Mm -hmm. um, but just... Never eat shredded wheat. West of there <laughs> is one of the big old chasms that you can see on the map. What? If, why is that our I, I, I forget the mnemonic that's it for um, for Remember. directions like, yeah. I, don't, it's the best. I don't know why that's stuck <laughs> because shredded wheat is a pretty crap cereal yeah <laughs> I like I like frosted shreddies they're, they're, they're pretty good yeah it's because you like sugar <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll take regular shreddies though in a pinch. It's like cornflakes. Yeah, sure, I'll eat frosties, but that doesn't change the fact that cornflakes were literally made to be the worst food on earth to stop people masturbating. That's not true. Oh, it is. <laughs> Doctor no. Kellogg. Doctor Kellogg was obsessed. With making boys stop masturbating, and that's one of the reasons he made cornflakes. <laughs> that can't be true! What <laughs> is 100% true! I implore you to look it up. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you on that one, it does sound like made up, completely made up that. No, Dr. Kellogg was an absolute mad bastard. Who'd go around, like, advising that boys' foreskin be cut off so that what? it would hurt to masturbate and they would stop doing it. And making the blandest food imaginable to make it hard to have impure thoughts. Yeah. So he obviously was not 
into diving into chasms before wedlock, but we're going to yes. dive straight into <laughs> the brighter lookout chasm. And down Just a side here note. we have some more mines. Side note, don't want to burst your bubble, but uh, Wikipedia does say several popular misconceptions falsely attribute various cultural practices, inventions, and historical events to Kellogg. These include false claims that Kellogg's cornflakes were invented and marketed to prevent masturbation. In reality, they were promoted to prevent indigestion. Well, Another common misconception credits Kellogg with popularising routine infant circumcision in the United States and brought in Anglosphere. This is incorrect. Kellogg, in fact, criticised these assertions, arguing that routine circumcision provided doubtful medical benefit, citing itrogenically created meatostenosis among the Jewish male population. Right, but That's he did me. write a book which advocated for it. I'm just going by what Wikipedia is saying. Uh, this is also on Wikipedia. Although he was Sounds against like it for medical like reasons, he did PR. say it was good for... <laughs> oh yeah, he, he himself, according to this, promoted sexual abstinence. I don't think... Cornflakes oh, designed for them. So that bit might be a slight myth, but he was a weirdo who wanted boys to stop masturbating. Yeah, yeah, I can believe that, judging by the rest of this article. But the actual cornflakes stuff, it's, which did seem mental. I wanted to believe, but it isn't. No. I don't know if you want to cut that. No, <laughs> of course not. <laughs> it's the best bit of the episode this week. <laughs> Should we get back to the depths then? Like, down there. Uh, More times back then, the you know, like you got to do something with your time. Brider or breeder lookout chasm. Yes. And uh, I think the Gerudo sort of area of the depths was probably one of the most. How, like easy to navigate just because it's flat right mm-hmm. right yeah it's flat above ground so it's flat down here too like i found it like i found some of the pain of traversing the depths and when we do kind of an overall depth depth wrap up we'll kind of go into a bit more depth and <laughs> depth <laughs> God damn it. uh unintentional but i found a real pain the the the, the differences in altitude like i found a lot of the time my depths was just climbing you know what was deep valleys on the surface but were giant mm-hmm. mountains in the depths whereas didn't have that problem in the uh well, scale of mountains and realize you can't get over said mountain because it's like it's a path that's just fully blocked it's off it's a river or something yeah, yeah it's yeah. a river on the surface like yeah. what yeah yeah that's it um but yeah there are a few points of interest for us to have a look at in the depths and the first one that'll probably catch your eye from where you land, or maybe when you're drifting down the Burita Chasm, is, well, what is the Karakara Bazaar above surface, is the abandoned Karakara Mine in the depths. There's a couple of mines down here, so I can't remember what specifically is at the Karakara one. Nothing much. Just a bunch it's, to collect, right? If it's a lot of zone you get a piece of the miner set for, you know, having light... Um, mm down in the depths it's the mask yes indeed 
Um, and of course, it's a place you can refine zonite, and I think you get a schema stone here as well for instant scaffold. I don't remember what that even did. Can't have been good. Um, however, if you go kind of southwest of here, you'll get to the abandoned Gerudo mine, which if we'd um, been following if you remember a few episodes ago we spoke about kicking Master Koga's arse back in the Great Abandoned Central Mine and this is where he headed off afterwards yeah I can't remember was there any sort of statue clue to finding this one or were we just expected yeah. to that's it, yep. it. Um, there is a statue yep. okay yeah, there's, there's there's sword statues. If you go from um, where you kind of met Master Koga at the central mine, you'll be able to follow the sword statues pointing di- they point you in direction. They'll take you pretty... They kind of go from the southern end of the desert. So you'll pass another landmark, which we'll speak about in a much later episode, the um, Lomé Dept Labyrinth. More on that later. And then you kind of you miss the Karakara mine going that way because you'll come come to it from another direction. Mm. But that's the way you you, uh, you get down here. And uh, before you even fight him, you'll actually have to probably take out a couple. There's a couple, there's a few Giga that are on like gliders. You probably want to deal with them before you fight Koga. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is sort of the, the airborne Koga fight. That's it. Yep. He uh, so he'll appear again. He'll be when you when you when you see him next. He's putting his hand, the right hand, on the pedestal. He's trying to copy what Link did. Yeah, going, yeah, why, yeah. Like, why is it not working for me? <laughs> What's going on? Um, and then when it doesn't have a magic work, magic goat he, hand, mate. He doesn't have a magic goat hand. Of course not. Um, this eventually will trigger the fight with Koga. And as you said, look, it's the he, he flies around so. Make sure you're stocked up on eyeballs, and it'll trivialise the fight. Yep. Although, yeah, I completely missed how useful key size were for my whole playthrough. But it's okay, because so I'm a great shot with the bow. The, there is also springs dotted about the arena, so if you don't have any of them, you can always just pop up one of them and then activate the uh, slow-mo shot in midair. Yeah, I think that's mostly what I was doing. Again, like I already mentioned this episode, I played most of this game just on muscle memory from Breath of the Wild. (laughs) Um, And it's very worth doing this as well, because after you beat Koga, um, well, the first thing he says is, um, he kind of reveals what he's really up to down here. He's planning to restore a powerful weapon for... And this is all he says, the man himself. And um, says that he's heading off to the Lanairu region. So, more on that much later. Yes. Um, but from, this, from the uh, Zonai construct that's kicking about this area, they'll give you a schema stone for, and we were just speaking about it earlier, me and Jas, the hovercraft, which is a sled fan steering stick. I think you also get a light on the front of the hovercraft it gives you as well, so um, 
think could be useful if you're yeah. going about the desert at night. Or the warning, maybe. You use that in the depths. Oh, looking around the depths. Oh, the depths, oh, that too. Area, yeah, because yeah. this is, like I said, it's, it's a very flat piece of the depths, right? So, exactly. Exactly. Um, there's a few other things of note in the depths. I did mention the labyrinth, but we won't be speaking about that. Do you want to go into some of their stuff that's down here? Um, go on then, tell us what we got. So, to the far south of the region, there's an underground cemetery. Ooh. Um, I don't think there is much of note there. Um, if you do go there, um, and you're some for some reason playing along with this podcast, <laughs> there are enemies there that you will see a lot more of in the uh, battles to come. We won't speak about them yet because I think there's a place for them coming up pretty soon. Yeah, yeah, um, there's a more more natural place to start talking about. Indeed, those. indeed. Next to there though is the uh, desert coliseum, which uh, ah, nice. This one, you have to battle um, five waves of increasingly difficult Horriblins. Hmm. And uh, your reward for that is Sheik's Mask. Ah, nice. So, yeah. I got beamed down this way. There you go. Um, there's also... We're speaking about the Leviathans earlier on. Um in a previous episode the underground variants of those the dark skeletons um that's where you find i think we spoke about this before as well where you find the um the wild tunic and such there the the wild set from the original breath of the wild game um Hmm. which is basically this link's tunic classic green costume um they're found on each of the dark skeletons in the depths which are directly below where the leviathans are on the surface. Oh. Um, Maybe other... whatever made the dark skeletons is what killed the leviathans. Could be. Maybe they died Could in be. an epic clash. Could be. Um, it's not much more of no. There's a few like Yiga camps you can get for the, the Yiga schematics and so on. Um... But other than that, it's uh, more of the same that you'll be used to in the depths by this point. Um, Froxes, um, a couple of big taluses, yeah, taluses, flux constructs, all that jazz, and so on. So yeah, not much point in going into them. But uh, clear enough, a bit of the co- uh, the Master Koga quest is pretty key. So. Yeah, yeah. I think we're at the point now in the game where the depths. It really is like some people because I know some people love the depths, and I, I, I never got to this point. But some people by the end were just like so done with the depths. I never got to that point either. Mm-hmm. Um, don't get me wrong. I had my frustrations with the depths. Absolutely did. Um, in terms of traversal and such there, but uh, yeah, I wouldn't say that frustration turned to hate. No. I think it all just depends on how 
long you're spending down there, right? Like like we spoke about this before, that, that loop of like going from sky, ground to the depths, like there's a clear mm. game's got a clear kind of creative loop that you only go to these areas when you need something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like spending too much yeah, time think... in one area is just going to frustrate you. Yeah, some players must have just like done a bunch of stuff above ground and then saved up too much depths. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I can understand I... it being very samey but when you're just dipping in here for little moments that getting it down here it's super dark you light it up you find some weird thing you deal with it as a short little loop it's always fun yeah and i think having the sort of through line of the the koga quest to do to kind of give you a main goal to work on in each area of the depths is uh is neat so if you are playing along with the podcast, then, you know, try to intersperse your depth moments is well worth it. And we'll yeah. save you. But yeah, we will so. eventually have a, a depth wrap-up episode. Yeah, there won't be huge amounts to go into, as, you, as you'll hear, but... Uh, I we guess we should try and do do that episode back-to-back with when we eventually do our Nausicaa Valley of the Wind episode. Yes. That would make sense, wouldn't it? It would indeed. Back to the surface then. Yeah, back above ground. From the Karakara mine, we can go to the Karakara Bazaar. Indeedy. Um, which, yeah, this is the the little oasis south of Garuda Town. Which, in Breath of the Wild, this is where you would come to get uh, a little costume for Link to cross-dress. <laughs> yes. To sneak in. Um, that's no longer necessary or an option. But instead, from Karakara Bazaar, if you look out towards Gerudo Desert, there is a big old sandstorm in the way. Yes. Um, definitely, this is the source of why people are not coming to the desert, because I'd imagine most travellers would not deign to cross that. Yeah, sandstorms can be, uh, pr- I mean, in real life at least, are very scary. Mm. And here, it's more like a like a fog of war in, like, video game terms. Mm. Where it's, it's... I don't think the sandstorm damages you, right? Mm, I don't think so. I just think you can't you just get lost, right? It's kind of like yeah. a lost woods effect, mm-hmm. right? Um, or you get displaced and you like fall not... into like monster camps and stuff like that and have to battle. Yeah, I definitely thing. remember wandering through it and stumbling across a lot of monsters, but I don't think it's. I don't think it like literally displaces you, in like a like a video gamey way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, okay. Fair enough. I think it only does that like in Gerudo, like if you reach reach like the end of the map point in the map where it's just gonna I think it does displace you. Ah oh, right, just kinda of turns you around, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um interestingly I do remember in the inn in Karakara Bazaar there's a um a Hellion that's helping to run it who she mentions and we'll we'll cover this after we've dealt with the Gerudo region. She mentions that she originally came from Luralin village and she used to run an inn there. But she's had to. 
speaking of being displaced, she's been displaced and she's ended up here. So Yeah, there's kind of like one character in every region who's sort of from Luralin just to remind you that that's a quest you should go and do eventually. Yeah. Oh, it's good world design, I like it. I like it. Oh yeah, yeah, that wasn't that wasn't me complaining. Sound like you were complaining. <laughs> yeah, I um... think it's Lazy writing. Shut up about <laughs> it. Um, what is useful though is um, from the armor seller in here. You can get the Desert Vol headband, yes. which is uh, gives you yeah, basically resistance. a necessity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a pretty cool, pretty cool design as well. Yeah. Ties links here. I've up had that. Cool like look. that was like my main like headpiece for like the longest time. It's, it looks good. It's yeah. a good design on it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Was, uh, uh, I also wore it a lot before I found the, like the actual headband, from. Um, Hatana Village, just because it's, a way to have, the iconic look with right? his hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was the same. Um, but you can also do that with the hood down of the Hellion hood, right? Yeah, but oh, until yeah. you finish that whole last quest. Yeah. Which is a nice reward for doing that, a nice little cosmetic reward. Interestingly, the Desert Vo headband was only part of a big long quest in Breath of the Wild because you had to find it in the um, Gerudo Secret Club in the actual Gerudo town, which was like a place that sold Vo armor, which obviously would be prohibited in uh, Gerudo town as Vo are the, that's the Gerudo mm. word for oh, man. Menfolk. That's the one. Yeah, ladies only. And uh, there's also a couple of quests in Karakarmazar. One we can't do quite just yet. The yeah, other... I kind of. Yeah. It looks like most of them we couldn't do yet, which is why I haven't included so many in the document. Yeah, there's only one that's a very quick one, which is um, should a person just wants to see a weapon fused of a ruby. Um, <laughs> yeah. And but because she was stumpled, she was stumpled, stumped by she was stumpled because her mentor asked her to make a weapon that sparkled and radiated burning passion, and uh, obviously rubies give a fire effect. This is another um, one of those little um, little teaching moments because making elemental weapons will be very important in this area. Indeed, and interestingly, she will also give you an electric case wing for your reward, which again, important. Yes. Uh, but yep. uh, yeah, the main yeah. thing we have to worry about now is how we're going to get across that sandstorm. Indeed. Uh, there's a few, a few ways really of doing it. You can, like I said. Technically, you can kind of just go in it and traverse. Um, and that is where I first encountered this region's new monster. Same. I, uh, and in that context, so... they are very cool and scary. Yes, just kind of ambling out of the, the you know, the, mm. into your field of vision from... I was like, new monster? I'm like, oh, I missed something. <laughs> and then I, I realised. Yeah, clock. <laughs> yeah. Talking about the Gibdos, right? We are talking yeah. about the Gibdos. 
And they make sense um, to be like the um, the focal monster of this region because they're mummies. <laughs> yes. And classic, uh, another um, classic Zelda enemy returning, like the um, whatever the big dragon's the, called, the, the Wii name in this podcast. <laughs> the Gleeok, Gleeok, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did initially think I say when we, I, first... I mean me. <laughs> when I first saw the Gibdo, um, I did have a even more of a initial horror moment because I did think it was a redead at first. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, the redead energy. As well. Which um, mercifully, it's not yeah. because <laughs> imagine just getting paralysed as you're walking through that sandstorm. But that's how I tested it, right? Because I had the same thought, and I was just like, let me just run up to one real quick and see what it does. Um, and yeah at this point as you might not have been taught how to properly deal with the Gibdos um, you might not have even fought them or killed them at this stage I think yeah I think I remember like I killed my first one and it took like a bazillion hits and multiple arrows Same. And then I was like, alright, well I'm not fighting them right now. Yeah, I was like, I'm missing something here. Maybe maybe they're invincible in the sandstorm or something's going on, but I'm not doing that again. (laughs) So, I immediately scarpered. uh... Yeah, I think that's my first encounter with a Gibdo, is why I didn't just walk through the sandstorm. And also, very likely if you're trying to walk through the sandstorm you'll fall into a new part of the desert which has kind of opened up the desert rift which is this mm. massive like scar carved into the the sands um and i would imagine is probably where the gibdos maybe kind of climbed out of the the rift yeah um, and like you said there is a um there's a cave, not a cave, it's all a cave. There's a grave down in the depths. Yes, so, so exactly from there's that, that grave. Presumably, they emerged. Yes, that's what we were being all coy about. <laughs> there were gibdos down there. So yeah, the they're very, very the mummy. But I'm always down for the mummy. Hell yeah! We're both oh, we didn't about even the top uh... one, right? <laughs> Son sound, sound effects, yeah. <laughs> uh, we didn't. Even... <laughs> yep, yep. Um, we didn't even speak about the uh, fast travel shrine in Karakara Bazaar. The uh, oh yeah, yeah, touch shrine. Which a sliding is, uh, all... device. That's the one. That's the one. I so uh, this. <laughs> this is. Uh, well, if you've got no memory of it, it's probably why you weren't big fans of the old hovercraft that Ian just grew to love. Because this is all about using one of those. Um, okay. You first start probably by... clicked on it, did the entirety of Gerudo Desert, and then came back and did the shrine. <laughs> there we go. And that's why, that's why, dear <laughs> listeners, you should probably do the shrines while you're going through the region there. And... <laughs> Um, so yeah, it begins, you've got to do a little puzzle where the sleds are falling down a slope, you just hop on one recall, and you kind of go back up the slope. Um, I remember that then, 
So then, yeah, and then, then you have to build one. And talk about later like, on, we can talk this... about in a late, like in a later episode. There, I done, I did do a similar thing of like missing out a shrine and not knowing how, like later on, not knowing how a certain object like worked. But we can talk about that later. Mm. Intriguing. Oh, a little tease from James the Justice Stewart. <laughs> uh, the second half of this shrine is kind of like this quite big open room with that's uh, all full of like quicksand. You need to a- attach a fan and a searing stick to a sled, create your own hovercraft, and traverse this room to reach the end of it. And that's the shrine. So it's pretty much just teaching you that. Yeah, hovercrafts are pretty damn good for getting across the desert, and if you're not a big stupid idiot, you should use one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Luke Summerhays, and I approve this message. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you could, if you build a hovercraft, just point it forwards and hope for the best that it would get you through the sandstorm. You well, could, I don't, but... could, I don't know if it could make the jump over. The, I don't um, think it the could. The, the rift, yeah, I don't think it. But like you can make the jump if you find specific like high point, low point, cross. Basically, there are spots which are designed to jump across. Mm-hmm. But they're more the um, the yeah, there's like little hidden towers within like the desert storm, right? Yes. Uh, like, well, yeah, that's. So yeah, so one of the later. That's more the other side of Gerudo Town. I think you're thinking of. Was it? Yeah. yeah. Oh no, there, yeah, there's it's... maybe I know it, Jeff. But yes, I think there's, so I think there's the a couple near the desert, ways... near the desert rift. I'm pretty sure. Could be right, but um, there's a puzzle later on. That distinctly, there's three big towers you have to go to. No, it's not not those towers. Yeah. Like these are like kind of scaffolding right. type, like kind of. Oh, I get towers. what you mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like kind of just getting a vantage point higher. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're on about now. Cool, cool. Yeah. So the way I got across was the, I guess, the fairly basic way. I, from the lighthouse in Karakara Bazaar, I got to the very top of that, pulled out a Zonai device. Um. What would you call it? Fan? Uh, no, glider. 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 <laughs> a glider, yeah, maybe add some fans, and then basically flew across. Yeah. That's the uh, open-end nature of the game, right? There's multiple ways across this big nasty storm. Um, I the, the way which I've seen, which is much cooler, is um, the, the local dragon will go betwixt the depths and the sky and you can basically go down to the depths, climb on the dragon and ride it across the sandstorm. That's that's awesome. <laughs> that's so story. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which yeah, I wish I'd cool. thought of because yeah, that's much Yeah, I just like I just braved the elements because so, like, this was my first area. I was just like let's just go walking through the storm and battle everything as I go. Yep. Riders on the storm. Now that's just going to make me want to listen to the uh, Snoop Dogg version. Snoop Dogg version, (laughs) yeah. 
It's on Spotify. It's so good. Did you hear Snoop Dogg's news? Did I he? only know it exists because of you. No. He's given no. up he's given up smoking. Give up smoke. Like that's like I saw it on Twitter. I saw it on Twitter. Like I swear. Like the way that like it's funny because like someone quote tweeted it and basically said, Why does this why does this seem like it's written like it's someone died? (laughs) That's that's less believable than Luke's cornflakes were to stop your wanking story. (laughs) (laughs) See if I can see if I can find out the like I don't. Quote, I don't, like I don't even if find something, I'm not believing it. Oh yeah, I believe you that he said it. Just I don't believe it's going to happen. Gonna oh yeah, it's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> this will last as long as Snoop Lion lasted. <laughs> <laughs> Snoop Lion. Bloody hell! Forgot about that. But, that uh, was the uh, yeah, Twitter renamed to X of our generation. So yeah, eventually we will reach uh, Gerudo Town. Mm. And uh, this time, even though only Vi or women are allowed to get in, um, there ain't no guards at the front gate. In fact, it's, no there ain't no there. no one. It's kind of a ghost there town. Oh, no one. Just Gibdo. And one scared old pervert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure was... This, Is he the guy like, who what gave this... us the sand boots in Breath of the Wild, right? Yeah, I, only when we were dressed up, though. Yes. <laughs> yes, yeah. But uh, if you... Head to where Riju would have been our, our, our palace throne, yeah, whatever you want to call throne, it, throne room. Yeah. Like the whole temple, the whole town is basically her palace with some houses. Yeah, sort of in the garden. It. But her, uh, you'll see that the steps leading to the throne room. There's now a big hole in them leading down, which wasn't in. Bread for the Wild. Mm. And if you head down there, well, if you head down there, you'll have to tune in next time to find out. Oh, doing that, are we? Yeah. Little cliffhanger. Yeah. I see. That's what we're doing. But you know what we're, we're doing right now, Luke? We're doing uh, our yeah. promotional stuff <laughs> that yeah. you always do. You can find this Twitter at Twitter. Uh, find this Twitter. Find this podcast <laughs> on Twitter on snooplion.com at game game. Nope, that's the other one. <laughs> oh, Jesus, what a calamity. <clears throat> you can find this podcast on Twitter at HyroFieldPod. We're also on Facebook and YouTube, though I never update those. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. However you get your podcast, please make sure you're giving a rating and a review, and you're sharing, and you're telling your friends. Give us five stars. And uh, please do get in touch. Let us know you're listening. Let us know what you want to see. And if you want to help, help the podcast stay online, and you want to find more podcasts made by us, you can head on over to patreon.com slash podcastio podcastius, where for just $1 a month, 
you can help keep the show online and also listen to episodes as soon as we're done editing. And uh, Jess, we need some sage words of advice this week. Or I'll leave you with what Snoop Dogg said, like about giving up smoke, like we're just talking about, because I've eventually found it. He posted this with a picture, right? It's a black and white picture where I'm like in a praying, hand praying gesture. And he said, <laughs> and he said, after much consideration and conversation with my family, family, I've decided to give up smoke. Please respect my privacy at this time, Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Incredible. Now you can see why someone said, this like, why explains... is it? This explains. A Matthew Castle tweet that I saw today. Because it was him in a black and white photo praying. And it said, after much consideration and conversation with my family, I've decided to give up Rio. (laughs) (laughs) I thought he was going to say whisper goals. Yeah, that would have been him back in the the Endgamer days. Yeah. You're not big into his rennies these days. (laughs) Oh, he's so much other. <laughs> yeah. 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 so much. Look at the Matthew Castle lore is strong. Eat my hush puppies. Yep. <laughs> Eat my hush puppies. Now, when you um, took it a Snoop Dogg, he actually did give me some sage words of advice when I saw him at Glastonbury Festival. Was this to you specifically, or the whole crowd? Oh, to the crowd. To the crowd. <laughs> like, right. but it spoke to me. That. It spoke to Luke. Like, yeah. it happened deep. <laughs> he said, he said, every day, every day, there are three things you should do first thing in the morning. You should first thank God that you're alive, that you woke up for another day. Second, you should brush your teeth. And third, you should smoke weed, motherfuckers. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> What's his third thing going to be now, though? Right, if he's given it up. <laughs> and third, well, um, do a crossword. Like, <laughs> his, thank God again. Do your wordle. <laughs> his third thing is, he's going to catch you next time, and so will we. Cheerio. Smoke weed every day. <laughs> <laughs>